Last week, we talked about your organization's value proposition, but this week, we're asking the question, should you start a nonprofit or partner with one? After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots into for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. I have a friend. We'll call her Sarah. Sarah was a very successful business owner. Actually, she still is. Um, She worked for herself, was making a really good living, um, really enjoying the work that she was doing, and she had a cause that she really, really cared about. This cause wasn't connected to her job, and so one day she called me up and said, what do you know about starting a nonprofit? Now, Ted and I obviously work with nonprofits, and instead of answering the question about starting one or figuring out who's going to be on your board or the all of the paperwork or anything like that. I simply asked, why do you want to start a nonprofit? And she said this cause was very close to her heart. She wanted to help out other women who had been in a similar situation as her. Um, And I just said, like, that's really awesome. But what do you want to do? And she started talking about it. And I told her, I said, you know, there's a nonprofit in the area that you want to help doing the exact same thing that you're talking about that already exists. And knowing her... I also said, I also know your schedule, and I know what it takes to get a nonprofit off the ground. Have you considered partnering with a nonprofit and using the influence that you have to rally around the nonprofit and help them to be even more successful? It turned into quite a long discussion, a lot of back and forth texting. We're actually still talking about it um, a few months later, but I thought it was a really interesting topic. Just because you have a cause that you really, really care about, um, what is the best way to help that cause? Is it better to start a nonprofit or maybe to partner with one? So let's talk about it. It's a really, really good question because I think deep down in every human, we want to do something to help somebody somehow. We have this desire to improve the world around us, to improve lives for other people. Uh, even even people with bad uh, <laughs> bad intentions, usually it starts with like good intentions, right? So that kind of like guttural response to a world that isn't perfect drives us to want to do something. And I think it's a knee-jerk reaction to say, and I'm the one to, to physically do the thing. Mm-hmm. But you bring up a really, really good point. Is the best way for you to help to get your hands dirty or is the best way for you to help to find somebody who is equipped and is passionate about getting their hands dirty and supporting them in a really, really big way because it, it it might be that your best thing that you can do is stay out of their way (laughs) and equip them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think this is, a really big topic because I know that when I'm talking to people on both sides, some people are business owners who are considering starting a nonprofit. Um, a lot of times what we'll bring up is the fact that good nonprofits, the thing that they need most is an influx of resources or an influx of manpower. Um, and understanding that 
when you're looking at it from the outside, is starting another nonprofit going to help the issue more? Or if we're able to pool a few people's resources together, like all the different resources, time, energy, money, um, how much more change could happen? Um, I am actually in real estate. And there's something that we talk a lot about a lot you know, sometimes real estate agents want to start teams. And people say like, do you want to build a team to be effective? Or do you want to build a team for vanity's sake? Do you want Mm. to help the cause? Or do you want to be in charge of how the cause is helped? Do you like the idea of it sounds nice to say I started a nonprofit? Because if that's like kind of your main or only motivation for starting a nonprofit, that's a really bad idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just not going to work very well for you. Mm -hmm. I know leaders who have helped nonprofits drastically simply by volunteering with a nonprofit using their skill set to actually help improve the nonprofit and change the way that things are done in a very strategic way. And that's awesome. I also know people who have started nonprofits because they wanted to be able to sit head of a table at a board meeting. That was like their only motivation. (laughs) Yeah. No, really. They chose a cause. They got the people, but they wanted a seat of prominence. Um, And that was a really interesting conversation with that person because then it was, well, maybe before going that route, what personal development needs to happen so that you can become the person who is invited to the table, um, who can help out the nonprofit. They wanted to start the nonprofit so that they could be invited to the table. Yeah, no, they want to start the nonprofit so they can be in charge of the table. Got it. <laughs> and other people had to listen to them talk. <laughs> yeah, see, those, the, I think while those uh, motivations in the beginning can, they don't necessarily feel like wrong because we justify it in our heads and we say like, hey, if I'm in charge, then we can affect the change. And I know that I have a skill set of organization or leadership or uh, personal development for other people or whatever, um, or like leading teams. Those skill sets don't necessarily mean that you should start a nonprofit. And I think where a a lot of this goes wrong is we haven't done the research first to see what's around us or what we Mm -hmm. can get involved in. And the world is so small now. It used to be if you wanted to be a part, a real big part of a nonprofit, you were going to either have to correspond by mail, by Mm -hmm. snail mail, or have it be local so you Mm -hmm. could be a part of it. And now... With the internet, with video meetings, I mean, you can have a board from all over the place, right? Like, you Mm -hmm. don't have to get together at the local Denny's to have a board meeting anymore. You can actually have a board meeting at any time from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunities to get involved, there are volunteer opportunities that can happen overseas from the comfort of your own home. There There are so many opportunities now that... We need to get better at researching how we could get involved with nonprofits that we care about uh, rather than saying we need to just start a new one. Because right. we do the research and look around and we might find that there's somebody doing something better than I could ever pull it off. And in that case, let's invest because you're going to get more bang for your buck or bang for your time mm-hmm. or bang for your leadership way more uh, effectiveness. I also think that there's this idea that has seeped into our culture that nonprofit work is somehow more holy than for-profit work. 
Um, and the fact of the matter is nonprofits need successful people in the for-profit who care about their cause so that they can increase awareness, so that they can increase their networks, and honestly, so that they can increase their funding. And I think a lot of times we discount our ability to use the tool of money to affect change and assume that the only useful resource that we have or the thing that actually counts is when our time is well spent or when we're taking a pay cut in order to work or start a nonprofit. And that's just not always the case. Now, listen, Ted and I have a nonprofit background. We worked in a nonprofit for years. And so I am not opposed to people who want to start a nonprofit or who want to work at a nonprofit. However, I do want to caution that sometimes people who have the most ability to affect change because of their external resources lose their networks and their ability for impact because they cut those ties and move into the nonprofit sector. Yeah, we have to really think about what do I have at my disposal to to change the world and to make it a better place? And am I tripping over dollars to pick up pennies Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to changing the world, right? Am I changing, you know, like, let's say like a a CEO of a Fortune 500 company says like, oh my gosh, I need to start a nonprofit. So I need to quit this job, which is like paying me like crazy to go and start a nonprofit. It's, It's good in that now you've got a nonprofit that has like a powerful leader at the forefront. That can be a really good thing. But would it have made more sense for that CEO to find another nonprofit out there that was doing what he cared about, doing it in a way that he was like, wow, this is really, really good, and then just investing. Now, with that, I think it's very fair to say, do the research, and if there's nothing out there that's doing what you think needs to get done, or doing it in a way that you think it needs to get done, then that's the time to start thinking, I need to start this. Absolutely. I think for the vast majority of people thinking casually, I think I might start a nonprofit. I think the majority of the time, the answer is volunteer at one first, give to one first, and do a lot of research. And I think the majority of people would opt to not and would be better off partnering with one. I also think that there are people who have a cause or who know what it is that they feel like they are supposed to be doing. And to go against that would be to go against what what they know they're supposed to be doing, which is, I basically said the same thing twice. (laughs) But when you know what you're supposed to do, and then you go against what you know you're supposed to do, that causes a real issue internally. And so if that's the case, then yeah, still volunteer at one get those connections and start to understand how nonprofits truly function. Give to them because as you become aware of how the finances, how the finances move and how all those other pieces kind of come into play, um, then when you get time to start one, you're going to have a good support network, good connections, and really understand what you're doing. Because starting with the wrong board members um, can really derail what it is that you're trying to do because of how nonprofits are set up. Especially if you're coming as a small business owner and you are used to having full control (laughs) <laughs> and suddenly you're having to get a board around you who can ultimately votes. vote you out. Um, right. Those are just some things to really consider before you decide I'm going to jump in and do this. I'm going to go ahead and broaden the conversation a little bit, too, because there is a an epidemic of nonprofits that uh, they want. They, they've established their nonprofit. They know what they're trying to do. They know what they're trying to accomplish. And then they see a need and they say, oh, my gosh, we need to fix that. Should 
Now, the question is, should that nonprofit be the one to fix that need or should they partner with a different nonprofit? Mm -hmm. And I think, like I said, we live in a world where connection is so much easier now and and networking is so much easier now. Um, In the last year, I've learned about two organizations that I didn't know already like that exist in uh, India digging wells like digging wells and like providing Mm -hmm. fresh water. Now that's not saying that they should like two of them shouldn't exist and only one should, but it's just, it's intriguing to me. It's like, wow. I mean, I know it's a big need, so it probably does require a few different organizations doing it in different ways, but does it make sense? Like, that's a really good question. Does it make sense to have 15 different, uh, um, animal shelter relief, uh, nonprofits in the same town mm-hmm. like it's maybe maybe it does maybe it does it depends on the size of the town right depends on the size of the need and you got to really do that research and find out does it make sense for me to start this nonprofit are there a bunch of un- underserved people uh, in this area like is that nonprofit not able to handle the need because they don't have the right like vision or right leadership or are they not able to handle the need because they don't have the right resources Mm-hmm. And if it's the resources question, or if the resources is the answer, then maybe it's time to figure out how to just help them generate the resources. Yeah. And I really love that question. Like, as a nonprofit leader, if if you see a need that doesn't fit within the scope of your nonprofit, how are you going to respond to that? I think it's really easy to assume that nonprofits are somehow, and I've heard this a little bit, it's pretty uncommon, but... I've heard a little bit that nonprofits are somehow competing with each other because they're all trying to get donor dollars. Um, When the fact of the matter is there is so much out there and there are so many people who care. Like every person has something that they care about. Mm -hmm. It's really about learning how to communicate with the person who cares about what it is that you are doing. Um, But the crazy thing is, is if you have a nonprofit who sees a need that's outside of their scope and they're like, well, I, I don't really know anyone else, or I'm not going to find anyone else, or I haven't built up that network. So you know what, we're just going to do it. The very act of stepping outside of your lane could be the thing that makes some of your donors go, wait, what, what are we doing? I didn't sign up for that. And it can actually spiral in a negative direction. Versus if you say, hey, we do A, but we recognize B is needed and we found a partner nonprofit in the area and we are going to host an event and pool our resources to kind of handle both issues and partner both sides, donors from both sides are going to be able to get behind that and be like, whoa, we can maximize our impact. We can do even more because now these two are in partnership walking together to create bigger impact in the community. Yeah, the idea of partnering with nonprofits rather than having to start nonprofits or compete with nonprofits or uh, compete with a, a nonprofits doing something similar in your area, I I, I think about um, like different denominations of churches mm-hmm. and how they're not really competing for parishioners for people to come to church, right? They're not right. they're not competing for members of the congregation because they're they're doing something different from the other church down the street. You mm-hmm. know, a Catholic church has a different uh, like audience of people that they're trying to reach than like a Lutheran church does. And we got to remember that with nonprofits that we aren't in competition with each other that we can really 
both work together to like make the world a better place. But in the process, by niching a little bit better, we can actually make a bigger impact rather than saying the Catholic church in the town saying, we just want to have everybody in this town come to our church and not go to any of the other churches. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of underserved folks, and ultimately a lot of people are going to say, well, this isn't really for me. And if there are no other options, they're just not going to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> And so that's that's how we really need to think about nonprofits in general. Is it good to to step outside your lane? Is, it, is that an area that's actually being served by someone else already? How can you support that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is such an interesting thing to me. I've I've had many conversations in the last, I don't know, probably year, year and a half of people considering starting nonprofits. And it's just interesting to hear the ones who have started a nonprofit and they don't know what the next steps are. And I think anytime that you have a nonprofit leader who got their got like the papers, it's official, they are a nonprofit, and then they say, where do we start? What do we do next? I think that's really the sign of a leader who maybe researched how to start a nonprofit, but didn't necessarily research how to craft a vision or how to determine what your nonprofit's going to do or how to really um, hone in on what the issue is and then what the underlying issue is. Because a lot of times they are similar, but they're not always the same thing. And listen, I understand when you fill out your nonprofit paperwork, you have to like have a little vision statement, but having something that you fill in versus something that your heart is attached to are not necessarily the same things. And I don't know, like for the number of people I talk to you about starting or partnering with a nonprofit, I think partnership is always the first step. And as you get further along, and as you really gather your knowledge and figure out what it is that you want to do, then moving into starting a nonprofit is can be the can be the next step. Um, Right. But I think that becomes clear, you know, over time. The thing to remember with this is that nonprofit is just a tax designation. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. You can have nonprofits that aren't doing anything that aren't really like affecting change at all just like you can have a business down the road that's making a giant impact in their community and so uh, keep that in mind as well that nonprofit is really just a tax designation that allows people to donate to a cause right and as a, a business owner or somebody who has influence it might be better for you to just point people to someone who else who has that tax designation because you're not getting the money either way. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, you're not, you're not getting the profits from this. So you might as well invest it in a way where there's maybe already systems in place for taking the donations and uh, handing out the, you know, donation certificates to, to uh, the tax uh, exempt, whatever things. <laughs> what <are> those <laughs> called? <laughs> but the, uh, the gift, the receipts, why yes. can't I think of the word? The donation receipts. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, self, for coming out. Lisa, you were no help. You were just I, I didn't know where you were trying to go. I was like, I see you drowning, and I don't know what the life raft looks like. like I just, no, it's all good. But uh, just thinking through, like, okay, it's just a tax designation. It doesn't mean I have uh, more ability to change the world if I'm a leader of a nonprofit. Yes, that's really true. And also... One more thing that I would add is if you're a business owner and you're like, I have these leadership skills or I know how to build up, 
um, the certain aspect of it. Always remember that there are not only the formal nonprofit boards, but a lot of times nonprofit leaders, like they need mentorship. They need advisory boards. They need people who are willing to come in and help them see a bigger picture and know how to run things. Because some nonprofit leaders come from the for-profit background. And so maybe they understand certain systems or leadership models. But there are other nonprofit leaders who are doing great work, and you can start to see that the impact is coming. But it could be tweaked just a little bit in order to maximize what it is that they are doing. Um, We talk about a lot with our flywheel, but understanding what's happening so that they can make the little adjustments necessary so that they can really get it spinning. Um, And so there are lots of ways that if you're considering starting a nonprofit, there are so many different ways that you can get involved that could be a better option than jumping into starting your own. So where are you at with this? Is it something that you've been thinking about for a long time and you're kind of like, oh, you've been going back and forth. Maybe your next step is just to do some research, look at what's around you and know uh, if you're going to be stepping into somebody else's territory. And in that case, you could probably just help them out and find some ways to get involved and and support. Um, If you got other questions on this, we'd love to hear from you. You can always send us an email to office at LegacyBuildersINTL.com. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersINTL.com.